Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Craig! Tell the world by signing on the dotted line. <laughs> <laughs> Hold Wait, on. Is that, is that as far as we get? Hold on. Hold on. No, no. Okay, I'm hold just on. laughing because okay. I, I have to try to hit a higher note. Okay. Tell okay. The, high note. Tell the world that we finally see that you signed on the dotted line. You choose <laughs> the kooks. <laughs> oh, that is so perfect. Your your voice is not uh, is not one I imagine that's that's given to falsetto very easily. No, um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. So that was uh, a song by Sarah Bareilles, um, and uh, so we we hit all the all the genres here. Yeah, yeah, um, we do here on this fine podcast. Yeah, on this podcast versus everyone. Yeah, um, that's us. I'm Craig Powers. Hell yeah, you are. With me is Jeff Newser. That's me. Um, we have no new recruits signed on. It's just still us. <laughs> but we also have unlimited eligibility. So. Yeah. It is pretty remarkable that we, we've sort of, you know, pretty much every week for the last year. And it's just you and me every week. Once with Sherwood and once with Preston. That's right. Right. But that was, that was additional. That was, you know. That Extra episodes. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be cool though. I don't know, maybe see, like we kept waiting last year for every like for something to get slow and what are we going to talk about and I, I don't know, maybe that's never ever going to happen. But if it does, I feel like it'd be cool to have have some of the uh, lesser known uh, Coog Center authors on. You know, maybe get BA on here and you know get Scott on here and Nick, Nick who you met, who I've never met. Well, I've met him so, multiple times. Cause multiple he, times, because he used to be a bouncer. He's he's oh, a bouncer right. at, right. uh, at that's Mike's. Right. So. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So I think that'd be cool. Get Kevin on. Get you know. Get Emma on. That'd be awesome. That'd be hilarious. I would just sit back and let you guys tell jokes. Yeah, jokes. That'd be funny. Well, jokes she's for, jokes going to school days. for jokes. So. Yeah, it's pretty. Like I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't know you could go to school for jokes. If there's a city, I would like Chicago. Would Chicago be the would be the one. Yeah. Chicago yeah. and New York would be the two, I think, yeah. where uh, where you might do that. So anyway, what's up? Not much. Um, I'm not going to school for jokes right now. So I guess I'm <laughs> out of those. <laughs> Just we, I guess we're done with jokes. And we know none of these new seven WSU signees are going to school for jokes because there is no comedy major That's at... Right. WSU. Otherwise, I'm sure Emma would be there. But, should be. Um, yeah. So, pretty, uh, pretty good day. Um, yeah. I thought it was a great day, to be honest. R- Rose, our 
Rosar uh, overall recruiting uh, average, Rosar ranking, um, pulled in some really cool guys, uh, you know, some really cool stories, and then uh, some surprises. Uh, getting back to getting back to our our roots in recruiting. Yeah. Um, all all around, I think a, a really nice kind of um, add on uh, class for uh, Rolovich and his staff here. Um, but yeah, let's start. We, we, um, you know, I, the big get, uh, probably was, uh, Afonzi Oywak. And we, we talked about him a few weeks ago when they, uh, when they offered him and we, mm-hmm. we, um, and it, and it sounds like, you know, this is kind of a product of, uh, Rolovich committing to recruiting Washington. And so, uh, you know, the, hopefully he can continue to pull guys of that caliber, um, it's nice to flip him from a, a Pac-12 school, Arizona, who has had a uh, um, who it, because of when that happened uh, in the two four seven uh, recruiting rankings, WSU went from twelfth in the conference to eleventh, and woohoo! Not only flipped a recruit from Arizona, but also flipped positions with them in Arizona. Is, yeah, <laughs> uh, suck so, it, Arizona. Yeah, my yeah. principal went to Arizona. Sorry, Jason. Suck it, Jason. Suck it, boss. He'll probably never hear this. <laughs> Arizona, and if he did, he'd probably laugh. Arizona, 64th. Uh, I yeah. don't know. I just feel like that would be a better place and with, with someone and everything. Don't you, though? Don't you feel like it should be? <laughs> yeah. it's They're right up there with Arizona State where you're just like, how are they? Now, I know Arizona State, we all feel like, you know, maybe has a little more going for it. But it's still, you're like... Yo, you're in Arizona. It's close to California. It's you know, like the weather's nice. You should have a really easy time recruiting people. Uh, but then again, I've been to Tucson, and so yeah, I can. I yeah, it's it's not that attractive of a, of a place. But anyway, not as attractive as Pullman. No, hell no, hell no. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I feel that that feels great. You know, to flip that guy from Arizona um, to get him. You know, you kind of mentioned the emphasis on Washington. You know, I'm curious to see how long that that can really uh, play out and last. Um, you know, I feel like uh, Oywak was, you know, probably I don't I don't want to say a special case, but I, I think his case was was at least a little unique. Uh, you know, he's a guy who. Um, you know, appears to have a ton of talent, uh, 24-7 sports, you know, rates him a four-star guy. Rivals in ESPN don't. And that's, you know, 24-7 says, well, that's because we, you know, reevaluate a kid multiple times. And this kid, you know, blew up as a senior. And he really focused on football. And, you know, for the first time, he's, you know, really starting to show what he can do. And, you know, ESPN and Rivals don't do that. And so once you're, you know, once they look at your junior tape and give you a number, then that's just what you are, right? So, you know, there's there's probably some of that where he was a little bit under-recruited because of that. Um, you know, he ends up committing early to Arizona, um, ends up kind of hanging on, waiting to see what else materializes, um, you know, and so then comes in comes a new coach and the new coach says, hey, you know, we're going to we're going to hit it hard in Washington. OK, great. You know, so he walks into this kid's living room and says, you know, hey, be be at the forefront of, of this Washington movement. 
when you're a new coach, you kind of get one shot at that, right? You know, being like, you know, we're, we're doing a new thing. It's a culture change, right? Um, you know, Paul Wolf's, uh, it wasn't his, his uh, first, you know, partial class. It was his first full class where you saw that he had guys like, you know, Marquise Wilson and Jeff Toole. And, um, you know, so, and there were some other guys in that class. I think uh, Dayon might've been in that class as well, Dayon Buchanan. So, um, you know, th- there was some real talent in that first full class that Paul Wolf put together because, you know, Paul Wolf can show up and be like, hey, yeah, we had a real rough first year, but, you know, come be a part of this new thing, da 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 you know, so coaches can kind of get away with that. And then, you know, if after a couple of years, the results aren't really following, then of course, you know, you fall off the cliff like, like Paul Wolf did. And so, you know, coming back to this one, I feel like there may have been a little bit of that where you've got just kind of this confluence of events where everything worked together. Rolovich is able to sell him on, Hey, you know, be a part of this Washington movement and, and it all worked together. You know, he flipped from a program that, you know, really looks like it's, it's taken a nosedive anyway. Um, and so, you know, he, you know, if he goes to Arizona, maybe his coach is there for, for you know one more year right that's and that's part of it it's yeah be. and so you know and here you've got a brand new coach who is definitely is not going anywhere for at least a few years not unless some program wants to pay a massive amount of money to take him away um so you know i think you put all those things together and you get this kid now can it be the beginning of something more you know can the program you know going forward point to this guy and say hey look you know this guy's in you know are you in you know i mean that kind of deal so i do think it can have that kind of positive effect but i i don't know that you know, flipping him over was, you know, entirely due to just being like, we're going hard after Washington. Um, so for whatever that's worth. Um, yeah. And he, he did say like, he liked the Washington, you know, emphasis and obviously yeah. having Mike Bush, um, as the, his head coach, uh, he was probably wondering why the Cougs weren't going after him, but, uh, probably. Um, and, but so that probably helped a lot in, in pushing him over. Um, one thing I did notice he said is he, he he's excited to uh, help recruit more Washington kids. So yeah. hopefully that pays some dividends. Obviously, we have some talent in the state. Not a, not like a ton. Obviously, not rich like California or or even some of the southern states. But but obviously, if we can pull a few guys, more guys, um, more of the top guys, yeah, that, that'd be great. You know. I mean, I don't know that we're ever getting the top guys. You know, I mean, yeah. just that's that's been Washington's. Uh, that's the place where Washington has lived forever. You know, I mean, they're just, you know, if a kid or, is a four or star national or, or national, right. They're either leaving the state to go to a huge program or they're going to Washington. Um, you know, the four star kids we've traditionally gotten have been kids from the east side of the state who have had some sort of connection to the program in some way. Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with that either. You know, I mean, you put yourself in a position, hopefully, to get those guys. But I, I think the guys you want to get are the, you know, the high three star kids who are, you know, heading elsewhere. I mean, you saw it in basketball too. You know, Noah Williams was that kind of kid. Right. Um, you know, a high three star kid who was heading to Buffalo um, because, you know, he wouldn't even <laughs> take a phone call from Ernie Kent. So, uh, you know, I think those guys, Oywak, you know, guys like that, um, you know, th- these are the guys that I think you want to get. You know, you want to try and keep those guys home. And, you know, I mean, as, as much as I sort of poo-poo it a little bit and just be like, who cares where the talent comes from? I mean, I will say it is cool, and, and I don't know how you feel about this, but, I mean, it is cool when you have a certain number of kids from Washington. You know, it, it feels like they are, and I think this is where a lot of the, the curmudgeons kind of kind of feel it is you know they they want to feel like the team is them right that they're one of us right um you know so there is a little bit of that i mean i don't 
I personally don't need that, you know, to feel good about the team. Like, I don't really care where they come from as long as they play well. Um, but I will say that just sort of, uh, you know, on the margins, yeah, it's cool if you've got, you know, a bunch of guys from Washington and particularly maybe Eastern Washington where, um, you know, sort of all identify with that because of, you know, because of where the school is. Yeah. So um, we're uh, going to win the Apple Cup now. Obviously. Yeah, forever. Uh, yeah. Forever, because we now have two kids from Washington in this recruiting class instead yeah. of just one. Yep. So, doubled it up. Apple Cup insured. Apple Cups. Yeah. Every every day, all the time. Yeah. That's ours. Yeah. Um, so, other guys, uh, Chow Smith, another flip from Wyoming. No surprise there. We brought over half the defensive staff from Wyoming. Yep. Including defensive coordinator. Um, another cornerback. Um, uh, so, uh, at, you know, that's what he uh, projects as could be a, another guy. Um, yeah. but yeah, but, uh, yeah, you know, possible returner. And so that's, um, that's, uh, that's a good get. Um, obviously WSU is in desperate need of secondary help and they, they yep. focused on that. Yep. Um, and that's really good to see, but m- mostly focused on defense with, as he said, they, as, uh, Rolovich said they would in his intro, intro conference, uh, they mostly focused on defense and they got yep. some. They got some um, interesting guys for sure. Um, you know, uh, it'd be it'd be great if these were guys that, you know, could at least at the. I mean, I it, given what's there, you know, they might not just be depth. They might be playing. Who knows? But um, hopefully, they we we immediately have more depth um, at cornerback and in the secondary. So that's something yep. that we we were without last year. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. And you know, one of the things I think that's interesting is uh, you know you talked about you know flipped a guy from from Wyoming. You know, we've talked about you know we flipped a kid from Arizona. Um, you know, and, and then one of the receivers we picked up, you know, flipped from Hawaii. Now, granted, he was you know, he's going to go to Hawaii to play for play for Rolovich and, right. and those guys. But, um, you know, if you're thinking like, well, geez, you know, how good can these guys be? Um, you know, the kids who, you know, four of the kids who uh, who signed today are were immediately in the top half of our class by rating. Yep. <laughs> so Oywak is is now our second recruit. Uh, Jay Wilkerson is now our fifth recruit. That's the receiver who flipped from Hawaii. Uh, Fa'alili Fa'amo. I probably <laughs> ruined that. I'm sorry, sir. I was waiting I'm, for that one. <laughs> I am sorry, young man. Uh, I'm trying. I will learn it. I will learn it once I see a pronunciation guide, I promise, um, if, if you get this podcast in Samoa. Um, but he's, you know, he's a kid. He's He immediately was the number six recruit in our class. Uh, Mike Petway, the receiver who they got, he's number 11. Uh, and then, and I believe it's Shaw Shaw's. Smith. I think it's Shaw, oh, Smith, Shaw Smith is, is yeah. the way I heard Chaz and Al pronounce it. So anyway, Makes he's, sense. so he's number 12. So it's like, so all those guys are in the top half of our class, top 12 of our class. Um, you know, that, uh, you know, I think sort of, we, we alluded to this before that, you know, the, the recruiting class that Leach was putting together was, uh, Not good. you know, again, again, may, you know, they may know something we don't know. These guys may turn out to be awesome. The guys in the bottom half of this class. And, you know, it may be a situation where the coaches really, really just believed in the guys they had and, and time will tell. Uh, but if we just go strictly by recruiting numbers, which have been, you know, pretty accurate in terms of the guys, you know, when we look at the guys that Leach has recruited who have uh, really contributed and played well, um, you know, most of those guys are guys who were, you know, mid to upper level three-star kids. Um, you know, we were, you know, the class was really full with like lower level three-star kids and it's, it's really tough to put together a good class with a class that's mostly those guys. Um, 
you know, you really got to mix in, mix in some other dudes. And, and the other thing is that, you know, the, the decommits we had, most of those guys were in the top half of the class. So, yep. um, so really good. You know, I, I think this was, you know, I don't know how you feel about it, but this, I think this was about as, I mean, I think this is kind of a, kind of a touchdown. I mean, it's, I, I don't know that we could have really hoped for, um, anything better on, you know, on short notice, especially with the early signing period. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, something that I think should have people excited is to uh, be grabbing kids from American Samoa again. Yeah, um, two of them. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, uh, some of those 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 best Grinch defenses at WSU had tons of you know Samoan dudes in there, yep. <laughs> or not just Samoan dudes, but Polynesian. Yeah, guys. and making so up are, the line, you know, because yeah. the line is where we have the tough time recruiting, right? The defensive line, and and those guys were the staples. Yeah, absolutely. And so they, you know, they have, uh, I'll try this one, Antonio Tuiava Pule. I think it's Pule, yeah. Yeah. And so he, um, yeah, so he'll come in and play right away. Uh, Yeah, I imagine so. Yeah. And uh, obviously, sometimes there's some transition with uh, JC to to, uh, major college ball. Yeah. But um, I, I think we need help so <laughs> probably i mean he'll get every uh, opportunity for sure but yeah and fight you know uh Fai-li-li, um you know getting the the top top uh top recruit from samoa which you know seemed to be a, a regular occurrence when uh big joe was um uh on our staff yep um so to get back to that, just because that's a it's the type of thing that WSU needs to do to find talent, they need to mine uh, areas that, uh, especially for you know, on defense in, in positions of size, um, that's really like we need to go different places where uh, other programs don't don't go. And, and obviously Samoa has been a, a great place. Um, a lot of great guys uh, from you know either who have you know, have, uh, uh, basically, you know, family there or are from there. Um, it, it's, it's been a good place for WSU. Um, yeah. So, and then a couple of receivers and, uh, Petway and Wilkerson, uh, all, yeah, the uh, class was, the class was light on receivers, you know, heading into this, it was. this yeah. last week. Not that we don't have, you know, a million receivers on the roster already, but you know, if you're playing four receivers, uh, as they're going to be doing just like we have been, uh, you know, taking, you know, three or four receivers in every class is pretty standard. And so, um, you know, feeling pretty good about about the guys that we got, I think. I, you know, I like the kid they picked up today, uh, Jay Wilkerson from Texas. Uh, you know, he's pretty light, but um, yeah, six kind of a long – Yeah, he's a, he's a long strider, you know, really you know, seems to profile as an outside receiver type. Uh, you know, Petway is kind of the same, you know, speedy guy. Um, you know, he, he comes from Alabama, you know, to my untrained eye, um, and, and this could be as much to do with the video as anything else, but um, looked like he was a little raw as a route runner. And again, this is untrained eye. I'm not a coach. So, you know, whatever, take that for what it's worth. But um, the highlight film was really filled with a lot of, a lot, a lot of go routes, um, a lot of really kind of, uh, you know, routes he was running where he was, he was just sort of like, kind of jogging into some space and then catching the ball. Um, didn't look like a real, real precise route. So, you know, I wonder if maybe that's part of why he wasn't recruited as well, 
because again, not knowing necessarily the competition he was going against, he looked very fast. Um, so I, I do, I do kind of wonder if maybe that's what, um, you know, and he's, he's obviously, you know, not really a physical specimen. He's, you know, on the smallish side at five eleven, six foot. So, um, but I think that he, he really fits the profiles listening to the coaches on, um, on the signing day show with Matt Chazanow. Um, and I believe it was the offensive coordinator, Brian Smith, who, who was kind of talking about what they're looking for in receivers. You know, he said, really, we're looking for speed. Um, you know, if they're small, we don't really care if they're small. We're looking for speed. We're looking for fast, twitchy guys. Um, right. And, you know, these guys fit that profile. And then, you know, it's really exciting when you start thinking about the current roster. Um, I was talking with Brian Anderson today, and, and you know, we were talking about how, um, you know, a lot of untapped potential, I think, with guys like uh, Travell Harris and, and Renard Bell and Absolutely. and Jameer Calvin, you know, presuming Jameer Calvin can be um, can be healthy. You know, these are guys who who are really fast and, you know, the way they were being utilized, um, you know, I mean, they just, you know, I'm not going to say they were being used wrong or anything. I mean, the air rate is what it is, but um, I would say that there was maybe a little bit of meat left on the bone with the, with the way those guys can run. Um, felt like a couple of years ago, we used Renard Bell that way as, as a yep. field stretcher, yep. uh, maybe got away from that a little bit the last couple of years. Um, so I'm actually really, really excited to see what some of those guys can do in the slot, um, in a situation where, you know, they're being asked maybe to press a little more vertically. Um, I think, I think there's a lot of untapped potential there. Um, and we got, you know, some big arm quarterbacks, you know, waiting to take over. And, and I think, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be really exciting to see something a little bit different. Um, you know, that part's going to be fun. And, and, and I think the guys we got that are adding to this class are, you know, guys who can do that. Yeah, I think we, we, you know, we've said it a few times, but I think really to sum it up, this is, uh, it's about as good as you can expect. And, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about what they, the guys they pulled in and, 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 you know, the, the way they went about, um, getting them and, and, um, just the areas that you draw from should, should keep people happy. And, and, um, you know, there's still, it's, it's hey we're focused on washington but they're still grabbing kids from alabama and texas and and just like the you know grabbing kids from the south grabbing kids from texas like just like the last class what the last uh uh, staff was so um they they still have a national eye it's not just you know focusing on washington so um you obviously can't fill a roster with just washington kids and compete so no um that's uh that's it's great to great to see um, obviously the real test of, uh, their recruiting ability will be next year's class. Um, yep. and then the class after probably even more so, um, yep. just, uh, you know, when maybe that new, new coach shine, went, uh, yeah. you know, rubs off, but, but they do seem like they hustle, you know, I mean, I think that's definitely. what we saw is, is you've got a group that really hustles and I, and I think that, you know, again, I, I don't want to, the comparisons are inevitable, right? So I'm not saying the previous staff didn't hustle, you know, whatever. I'm, I mean, I'm sure they did, but, um, you know, this staff is, is, you know, pretty notably young. Um, you know, I think yeah. on the whole, uh, they, you know, they have some veteran guys. I mean, you know, logos, you know, that a, a veteran guy, I mean, they, they, they've got some veteran guys on the staff, but you know, on the whole, they're pretty young, you know, Rolovich is, I mean, Rolovich is younger than me by a couple of years, but still younger than me. Um, and so I think that there's, there's an energy there that's going to be a little bit different. 
um, you know, you're, you're going to have that hustle from top to bottom because you're, this is a staff that's used to hustling at Hawaii. I mean, you've really got to hustle if you're getting kids to Hawaii. Like that is, right. I, I don't know if the casual fan knows just how difficult it is to recruit there. Um, it is, it is definitely not for everyone and it's very difficult. Um, and the thing is you don't want to like, like, Rolovich has even talked about this where he's like, you know, they're not trying to, to trick kids to come to Hawaii. You know, they're very upfront about what it's like and they want to make sure these kids go into it with eyes wide open because there's nothing worse than getting a kid there who then gets homesick and and bails on you. So, uh, you know, it's a guy who's used to being honest and forthright. And I think that, that again, fits right in with, uh, with the WSU ethos. Um, and, and they're going to hustle for kids. And, and I think, again, you saw today, you know, they were, you know, turning over cracks, you know, they went, okay, well, here's this kid committed to Arizona and he's from, you know, Washington. He hasn't signed yet. And, you know, maybe we got a shot. Let's see if we can get in the door with him. And, you know, sure enough, they're able to flip him. You know, you get a couple of kids from Samoa, one from, you know, who's high school or you're going to be a freshman from Samoa, one who's, you know, a junior college kid who didn't seem to be really highly recruited, but, you know, maybe has some potential, you know, they're out there turning over rocks and, and this is staff that's used to doing that they're going to need to do that going forward and and i think that you know you look at these these first handful of guys and go you know yeah i mean that's um you know it's exciting to think that you know maybe they can you know do some things uh in the next year yeah um it's pretty nice i just noticed uh that what you wrote on the this this is episode nice. Um, <laughs> I didn't is. I didn't realize it that. is the nice episode. Episode number sixty nine. Very mm, nice. Very uh, nice. I would have if I would have paid attention. I would have played that more in the. Intro. <laughs> would have played that more with your song. Would have picked picked a different song. Yeah, probably would have. <laughs> yeah. It is an explicit show, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> we do get the explicit. Rating. Yeah, we get the explicit rating. <laughs> Fuck yeah, we do. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Anything else about the recruiting class? What are you thinking? Um, I don't know, man. No, no. Uh, it's only it's <laughs> only it's only seven. It's not like normal signing back. Yeah, I know. Back, we had, back, only got back, so back, many kids to talk about. Back in our day, when like this day was oh my uh, god, an insane day. We had to have like all hands on deck on Coog Center. And- I know, like people. I you know if if people who listen to this show who um you know, have been maybe longtime readers of the website. Why, why don't you tell them what signing day was like behind the scenes? Like, I don't know, maybe people don't care, but like I mean, it, it was, was, it was a thing. It was, you know, weeks of prep. Um, we had, uh, I, I, we, we, we prepared like, just because it, the, just the search engine juice you got from it was huge. Um, and even you don't really get that with the early signing day at this point. So there was a pressure to, you know, do as much as you could. And obviously at that point, we're trying to make more of a name for ourselves in the, in the community than we, than we are now. And, and so, yeah, we just had that. We, there was so much coordination around, um, you know, what we were doing that day. Uh, I don't know if our readers might remember the, the, uh, the all day live, uh, chats, the yep. Q, uh, Q and A's, oh. uh, th- th- those are fun. Uh, those, those are really fun. Um, shout out to, uh, one of our old writers, Kyle Rancourt, who always, uh, kind of, uh, led those and lost much sleep on <laughs> We tried to go from, you know, 5am until whatever, 6pm yeah. or something. I mean, we would do like 12 hour live chat, uh, back in the day. Yeah. And we, that was always fun. 
Uh, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, fax machine cam. Somebody mentioned yeah. that today on Twitter. Yeah, I remember fax machine cam. Probably is, <laughs> I don't even know that it's probably not relevant anymore. But it's I I assume they don't fax them in anymore. But I I would I would assume they take a picture with their phone and message it or email it. That'd be my yeah, guess. Yeah, I think I think that's like. Uh, it's acceptable legally for most documents at this yep. point. So, yep. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was that, that was an exhausting and fun day. And, and like when Craig like, says weeks of prep, like he's not exaggerating. Like we would spend weeks writing individual stories for every kid that was expected to sign. We, and it was 25 all, these, all in one day. It was 25 all in one day. And we'd have, you know, and we'd, every time a, a letter would come in, we'd publish the story uh, you know, so if anybody ever wondered like, well, how did they get those up so fast? Well, that's how <laughs> we wrote them yeah. beforehand. Yeah, uh, I would, uh, I, I, I know more than one occasion I, I took the day off like yeah. for my actual yeah. job because yeah. I just knew it would be like, so it's also that. And then, uh, um, I remember how, uh, crazy we would blow it out on, even when, when obviously WSU has never been in a tournament since we were uh a yeah block, but, but yeah. we would blow it out on uh march madness the first yep. the first week and, yep. and we just have so many people chatting on the site and we'd throw up so many posts like it was those are big days uh, maybe we no should do that maybe. we should maybe do that again i feel like I there's know. i feel like there's some space for that again i don't remember i remember i stopped because uh i put up those game threads and no one would comment yeah maybe if we pump it up be like hey let's a little, little streaming a little retro streaming and threading yeah, oh, streaming yeah. and threading. The old streaming, streaming and threading. Thread. Fax cam and threading. That's right. Um, I remember uh, one of Leach's, I think Leach's first full recruiting class, uh, we had a couple guys that were in hat ceremonies. So yeah. those were always a big deal. We're just yeah. staring at some high school webcam thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't hate not doing all that weeks of prep for signing day. Anyway. Oh, me neither. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, there's a little bit of like, oh yeah, remember when? And there's also a lot of like, thank God we don't do that anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, cause the early signing day, this is the thing. Cause like early signing day comes, you know, for us lately, it's been, you know, between the end of the season and the bowl game. So it's like, um, you know, it's not a situation where it used to be where, okay, season's over, you know, basketball's, you know, shitty or whatever. So let's blow out signing day because people get really, really excited. Well, now, you know, almost everybody signed, you know, 80% of the class signs on the early, early day and everybody's thinking about, you know, Christmas and bowl game. And, you know, so the, the signing just kind of, you know, it's kind of comes and goes and, you know, you, you, we do what we do now and, you know, yeah. So we're just, we're just not as young anymore, Jeff. And we just don't have, that's, that's the real, that's the real issue. I'm 42 now. And I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm almost 35. I started, (laughs) I started on this site when I was 23, I think. Yeah. Well, you know, some of us are, uh, you were younger than me when you started. Yeah. Way younger than me. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's, uh, I was, I think I had just turned 30, I think, when I started. So that's what, yeah, that's what it was. It was the the summer after my 30th birthday. I just had, uh, had my son, had my first son, Joshua. And now he's about to be a teenager. And so is, uh, so is Kook Center. I know. Kook Center is about to be a teenager. We should throw it a, 
I don't know, teenager party and have the sex talk with it. (laughs) Hey, Coog Center. Hey, Coog Center. Need to talk to you about the birds and the bees. You know, when a man loves a woman, Uh, get Craig to sing a song. When a bag man loves a recruit. (laughs) Should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. And we're back. We're back. You drinking any beer? I am, dude. And I thought you'd never ask. What are you I'm, uh, I'm having another hair of the dog. And oh. so I got this for Christmas. Okay. Um, and, you know, it was so funny. So I got this for Christmas from, uh, from my, my dad's wife. And... It was in my stocking and I'm like, oh, this is so great. Thank you. Um, and then I kind of for- I forgot I had it. And then I was like, like putting away, like, I don't know if this ever happens to you, but you know, you kind of get Christmas stuff and you kind of put it in a pile and you're like, I'll deal with this later and you know, whatever. Um, and I found this, I was like, oh, cool. So I put it away. So when I was looking for a beer for tonight, you know, cause sometimes we like to go kind of theme, um, this is doggy claws. So it is a Christmas slash Hanukkah themed oh, uh, beer called Doggy Claws. And uh, it's a I barley thought, wine. Yeah, it's a barley wine. And I thought, you know, signing day is, is kind of like Christmas for well, football fans. So I thought I thought you were going we go. with I thought you were going with Rolo's recruiting hashtag claws out. Claws out. Oh, I could have done that too. See there we go. We got we got synergy working all over the place. The downside is the beer is okay. Yeah, that's a beer for aging. Yeah. That is an American barley wine, probably yeah. very hoppy. Yeah, it is right now. And and yeah. really boozy. So Yeah, I, I have a couple of those from like twenty sixteen that I have okay. never opened. Yeah. So probably did it wrong. Oh well. Yeah, right. those American barley wines, they need to be thrown into barrels and yeah. aged. But, should've, uh, I should have I should have left it where it was and found it in three years and been like, hey, remember I got this for Christmas three years ago? That's is probably it, what should have done. Is it flat? Yeah, pretty much. There's all a right. little there's a little bit of carbonation to it, but not much. Nice. So, yeah, it's all right. What do you got? You know, well, What'd you I drink also it? I also went with a Portland beer. Woo! Um, so I got something from Upright Brewing in Portland. Um, it's called Fantasia, mm. um, and it is a sour. Um, so it's Fantasia is brewed each summer in casks full of fresh peaches, marrying themes from the Pajotin land and our own backyard. Mm. So uh, the Pajotin land, or I don't know how you pronounce it, um, it is in the region in Belgium where uh, Lambic is uh uh, made and so they're basically they're saying hey this is funky and uh, it's made with peaches from the northwest so and it definitely is funky it's beautiful um, it's lightly carbonated it is 
an absolute banger of a beer. I've had past iteration. This is actually probably I've had this one too, but not for a bit. This is I think this is last year's version of it. Um, it it is a delicious, um, just peachy, funky, um, wonderful beer. Upright Brewing. I think I've had an Upright beer on uh, on here before, but definitely if you're brewery touring and and and. Uh, Portland's definitely worth a stop, a little basement brewery hangout, um, especially in the summer if you want to get out of the sun for a second. Um, but uh, but just one of the best uh, Saison, Wildo producers uh, on the West Coast, uh, kind of a hidden gem. Not a lot of people seek them out that much, but they just create bangers over and over and over again. Um, and this is one of my favorites from them. It's delicious and i just grabbed it because i had multiple bottles of it and i was like hey i'm gonna drink this i don't remember if i've done an upright beer or not i know i have for baxter's beer but i don't don't know i don't think i've ever done it for this but yeah fantasia i don't really remember what fantasia is about um it could be it could have something to do with signing day i don't know (laughs) um the only thing i remember about fantasia is the you know the like the mickey wizard scene right yep that's that's the only I think part. that's all anybody anyway. remembers. Yeah, I, I, I pulled up the uh, I pulled up the um, uh, the the Wikipedia for it, just hoping for a synopsis. But there's not really. Uh, it's it's more of a it's well. There's not a plot. Like yeah, it's, it's not, just it's not a plot. It's just a bunch. It's just of music happening. and animation. Like that's all it is. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's also like I don't know, like somebody's acid trip or something, but. Yeah, 1940 acid trip. It's kind of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it kind of is. There, I remember, like, when I was a kid, like, I watched it, and I'm like, this is kind of actually scaring me a little. Oh, yeah, definitely scared the shit out of me. I'm kid. like, <laughs> the brooms are all, like, you know, going around, and I'm like, it's a little scary. But anyway. Yeah. That's I don't know. Recruiting. Like you could, you could That's connect it to recruiting for you. It's you could connect it to recruiting. It's a little scary, right? <laughs> uh, but a little magical. <laughs> there we go. And there's Mickey as a wizard. <laughs> and there's all the Mickey. Time. You get Mickey as a wizard. It's, which is a common recruiting refrain. Because it's definitely um, not weird that a mouse is a cool thing. Yeah. Right. Hey, my daughter loves Mickey. Of course she does. Every kid loves Mickey and Minnie. It's the yeah. highlight of our Make-A-Wish trip when we went to Disneyland. Tristan got a personal visit from Mickey and Minnie. He got to play checkers with Mickey. It's pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. Hoops. Hoops. Uh, Hoops. Beat Arizona beat State. It. Yeah. 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 We were hoping. We were hoping for. Yeah. You know, Suck on that, Bobby Hurley. A split this week. Yeah. What a what a game that was. Yeah. It was. Um, I don't know how many times you endure two, uh, like, 10-0-plus runs in the second half and still yeah, win. and still win. Yeah, but... Uh, I don't think uh, it's very often. They they didn't score for a solid six minutes before, uh, or five or five minutes, roughly, the, before Ellaby hit, scored his last five points to win the game. Um that was yeah. wild. Uh, excellent defensive performance. Uh, yeah, uh, just just wild um, to finally get you know you know well the second time really impactful play. CJ's had a huge shot 
you know, yep. in, in, in crutch time. And yep. he just basically, I mean, those last two shots he took were just all him. Yep. Um, just created the shots and buried them. And we've seen him miss those shots, but he didn't, not, not, not this weekend. He, he hit them. And that was just, that was really fun. Cause you know, you, when you, when you got, they had that, that, uh, big lead and then you just slowly watch it drip away because they were playing right. good defense still. So the run that Arizona State went on just took forever. Yep. You know, it's a five plus minute eleven zero run. Yep. But it's but it, it just it's just slowly and then they finally take the lead and you're like, shit. Like right. they've they've done it. <laughs> like they've gone and done it. Yep. Um but CJ saved their ass. Um, as you know, you'd hope your star would do. And uh yeah, just all around uh, stellar defensive performance. Um, you know, running on a really tight rotation, uh, really seven guys that, uh, cause, uh, Jazz Koons didn't play very much, um, three whole minutes. So really yeah. they were running seven guys and, and uh, five uh, guys played 30 plus five guys played 30 plus, which I don't think has happened much this year. And, and, uh, you know, Rodman played 15, Markovetsky played 10. Um, there, I mean, we saw he, that's a little more than he's played. And, and we saw that happen against Arizona too. Um, they're obviously feeling a little bit more comfortable with him. Um, but yeah, you know, LB wasn't like, you know, he had 27. Uh, it, it, uh, it, his, his offensive rating was only 98, which kind of weird, but I think it's the four turnovers. Yeah. And the four probably. turnovers. And uh, he missed a few more free throws than you. Well, the funny thing is he missed those two front ends right before he hit the last two. Right. Shots to that win. was like, that was the crazy part was like, okay, he had the chance to really kind of, you know, salt the game away to some degree. Right. Um, and then didn't. And you were like, Oh no, like this is it. Right. Um, and so then for him to come back from that to, uh, you know, make the game winner was, you know, pretty incredible, pretty incredible, pretty awesome story. Yeah, and uh, you know, um, to get contributions from freshmen again, Robin had two threes. Uh, Markovetsky um, had a couple buckets, played some tough minutes. Um, yeah, that's nice to see. Uh, Noah had a little bit of a rough offensive game, um, particularly turning the ball over. Yep, I think I think he's uh, when he has the ball and when he's playing defense. I think the refs are kind of watching him. So. I do too. Like you get reputations, Pac-12 refs. They seem like more than anybody to buy into, you know, reputations with certain guys. Um, and Noah Williams seems to have gotten a reputation already, which is super shitty. <laughs> like he's a, he's a true freshman. Like we're going to be dealing with this for years of, you know, refs just screwing him over because they don't like him. So yeah. But we got to say the uh, the defense that Gervais Robinson, Noah, and yeah. Anton played on Remy Martin Huge. was amazing. Huge. That and just... the funny thing was, like, um, you know, he went out, you know, a couple days later and just destroyed Washington. So, you know, really good, um, really, really excellent performance. I think Robinson was the one who was on him most of the time. Right. Um, so as, as much as we bag on Gervais' offense, and we do – bag on Gervais offense um you know the reason why he's playing and you know he at times can be a really really strong uh good defender and, um, and so lots good, of credit to, there to his credit he was 
nearly a non-factor on offense to the point where he barely even touched the ball or shot the ball. So mm-hmm. uh, you're talking about a seven percent possession percentage. Yeah, <laughs> took three That's, threes and that was yeah, it. Yeah, that was it. And obviously, yeah, if you, if you do that, whatever. But yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, um, yeah, that's obviously why he's on the floor and that really paid off, uh, in that game. And it was just awesome to see them get that win on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I felt no. like they had just one more quick thing. I felt like they had a really great game plan for dealing with Arizona state because Arizona state really only has, uh, you know, really two guys who can really hurt you. Um, you know, they, it's not to say they don't have other talented players. They definitely do. And I think, you know, uh, Jalen Graham, uh, had a nice game, Alonzo Verge, you know, a pretty nice game. Rob Edwards had a pretty nice game. But, you know, when you look at their roster, you go, you know, Remy Martin, Romello White. You know, those are the two guys who can really, really hurt you. Right. Um, and so you try to figure out ways to deal really with those two guys, and particularly Remy Martin. You, you know, job number one is to, to shut him down frustrate him make him take yeah. uh some difficult shots and and they he really had did two assists too it wasn't yeah that was the thing like they not only did he not really score but he also um you know didn't really contribute a whole heck of a lot uh you know playmaking for other people which is you know really kind of especially is getting to the lane and then either you know killing you with with a you know maybe a little floater or getting all the way to the rim or you know finding an open guy um, he really wasn't able to do that. He had five turnovers. That's highly unusual for him. Um, you know, so they did a great job of dealing with him. And then of course, Romello white, um, you know, didn't really destroy us. He had 11 rebounds, but, um, you know, didn't really, uh, you know, he only ended up with 15 points, you know, never, never felt like we were completely overmatched against him, which is, you know, something I was kind of worried about because, you know, guys like him, we've we've struggled with. You know, physical, athletic dudes in the front court. Um, I say so. there was a there was a time that uh, Markovetsky got it down low, and he was wide open, and he doesn't have much lift, or he's just not not that confident in his ability. To, and he kind of went up at the basket, yeah. and White jumped over him, hit the ball, but it bounced in the. It, it, he knocked <laughs> it off the backboard. And it went that in. was pretty funny. I was like, yeah, difference in athleticism yeah. right there. You yeah. got the six eight guy skying over the yeah, yeah. seven one guy, but <laughs> but yeah, obviously uh, that's that's you know some of the limitations you see with Mark yeah. is is that that foot yep. speed and that athleticism. Yeah. But you know sometimes. Just his size is a great Yeah, asset. I mean, in that game, totally. His size was an asset. Like, just being big made a difference. You know, I mean, he played, you know, 10 minutes. The last, and we'll talk about Arizona a sec. But, you know, his minutes are going up. He, he's doing some stuff. Um, you know, sometimes just being big. If you can just be big and, you know, don't get in foul trouble and don't get yourself completely out of position, you know, you can, you can do some things. And that's really what he did last weekend. So... Yeah, I, super job on Remy Martin, super job on Romello White. Uh, made some other guys beat him, and 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 those guys couldn't, you know, couldn't do enough, couldn't do enough to beat him. So, yeah, really, really awesome win um, because I think we all knew what was coming on on Saturday. So, uh, really, really nice to get to get that one in the pocket, um, you know, and hold Arizona State to sixty five points and seventy six possessions. Um, just really just a game that you walk away from going yeah like that is so good such a good win for this team yeah and i don't i don't think we need to talk too much about the arizona game uh we, we <laughs> no you don't we, want to break talked, that down <laughs> we talked quite a bit about how this was pretty much athletic. everything we said is exactly what happened well i will say that uh i didn't you know i didn't 
I didn't expect Stone Gettings to shred them in the middle of a zone that they were that playing. That is true. They, but the yeah. reason they were playing that zone is just because they could not match up athletically one-on-one. Right, right. With Nico Mannion and, and Najee, Zeke Najee. And, yeah. Um, it, so they were, uh, I mean. And Najee didn't, didn't even have that huge of a game. Neither neither the Offensively, they, anyway. Mannion or Najee weren't that great, but they didn't need to be. No. Um, you know, obviously Stone Gettings hitting his shots, so they're good and, and – uh, but really, overall, a, a good uh, against a very one of the top, uh, another top fifteen type, you know, top ten type offense. Yeah, one of the uh, best offensive teams in the entire country. And, and WSU holds them to one point oh two points per possession. Um, that's that's a rarely good number against that team, especially given the athletic overmatch. Um, honestly, like if you would have told me beforehand that's what they're going to allow, I thought it would have been a little bit yeah. closer. But we did think that WSU would really struggle to score um they probably struggled a little more from deep uh they they did a little bit better on um getting looks on the inside than i thought they would those that three-point shooting you could tell um sean miller and arizona staff was like they are not beating us from the three-point line and they locked it down like they were not getting open looks um you can lament that WSU wasn't but they really like a lot of their three point shots were tough and and often non-existent and so it was you know it was just a, it was a tough oh you know Bonton one of five LB one of four bunch of zeros Henson came in and hit one late in garbage time but it's just um yeah that was just a real tough matchup offensively and yeah it was not a good yeah. offensive performance Getting to the rim was an impossible task <laughs> in that yeah. game. And then and I think the thing that actually disrupted them maybe even a little more than that was uh they've gotten real good at, you know, running, you know, they'll do like a dribble handoff weave thing, uh, they'll do a continuity ball screen thing. Um, that are designed, you know, they're designed for a couple things, but they often result in, you know, Jeff Pollard rolling to the basket or somebody rolling to the basket. Right. And, and you get a nice little look of somebody rolling to the basket. Um, Arizona's length was just like, I mean, the passing lanes were just, you know, we didn't have a ton of turnovers, which was good. Um, but you know, had we tried to force some passes into places where we normally like to pass the ball, we would have had more turnovers. You could see them looking, you know, for, for these passes that they normally can make and they just could not make them like they, they just looked and went, there's nothing there. And so they, you know, try to try to three or, you know, recycle the ball and try it again. I mean, it just, just not a lot of places to go. And, you know, CJ Ellaby for, for the things that he's really good at, um, he's just not a guy who's going to break down a defense, you know, so he's, you know, playing against, uh, and this is where I wonder, we can probably talk about this another time, but you know, when I, I wonder about if he's going to the NBA at the end of this year, I just kind of look and go, eh, you know, I guess a team like Arizona that's full of guys with NBA athleticism, uh, you know, he couldn't really do a whole lot and he was, he was really, you know, sort of, uh, left with jump shots and, you know, intermediate twos and, and three pointers. And, you know, maybe when he goes to the NBA, that's all he's going to shoot anyway, because, you know, maybe that'll be his role as, you know, a three and D guy or whatever. But, um, you know, just, you know, it was real, real tough for them to find space to, to get off any kind of high percentage shot. Um, and that's a real testament to Arizona. You know, I mean, they, uh, you know, Sean Miller's definitely taken his lumps over the last couple of years, uh, you know, with the whole with the FBI stuff and, you know, some other things. But, you know, he's put together a team 
uh, I think that's better than most people realize. Uh, I think, you know, they look at their record. We talked about this last week. You know, I mean, they, you know, their Ken Palm rankings a lot higher than their record would suggest. And that has a lot to do with, uh, you know, close losses. Um, some people really were like, oh, they can't win on the road. Well, then they, they, they win B Washington. They beat the tar out of us. And so um, they got what was, if you can believe this, I don't know if you saw this, but they, that was the first road sweep for any team in the conference this year. Yeah, that's just wild. pretty wild. So, um, so yeah, you know, I mean, Arizona is really, really good. No shame at all in, in losing them the way we did. Um, you know, there will be other days, you know, to fight again. And, you know, we mentioned the, uh, the five, uh, the five 30 minute players against Arizona state. I did go back and look the other time we did that was against Oregon state. And I yeah, think there's, I like yeah. And I think, so I think there's a little bit of a thing like, Hey, games that are really winnable, they're going to ride those horses you know, for, for that game and see if they can, you know, see if they can pull one off. Um, you know, the other games that are maybe a little dicier is where they've maybe tried to mix and match a little bit more. And, Wait, uh, yeah. You know. And Arizona got up 16 in this game with yeah. about, we were winning, we were winning for a while. Fifth. Yeah. They were at seven point lead right off the, right off the gate. That, yeah. were, that the defense was incredible. They, yeah. they were forcing Arizona into tough shots, but they were just having to play so hard. And then, yep. I think you saw that on the offensive side, uh, that that uh, uh, they just didn't have the energy and, and and they just didn't have the, you know, they, they didn't have the matchups to, you know, Pollard has a tough time against like these really athletic bigs to get you know finishing and and um, you know like I talked about Stone Gettings, he's not a particularly inside player, but he's still big and athletic and 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 if, and if they want to have him you know, locked down on in the inside. Well, he certainly can. Um, but yeah, they went on that 14 0 run after WSU started 15, eight. And then it was, uh, it was just kind of, you know, coast into the finish from there. Like it was just kind of a slow, a slow build of the lead. Um, there wasn't a lot of huge runs from then, but, uh, just little, you know, five, six point pops and, um, they would, uh, build the lead. And I, and I think you saw a lot of guys, kind of younger guys playing towards the end yeah um you were just kind of hoping hey let's not let's not look at it's not like if, if you look at it was you know the arizona's win probability was at 98 percent um at about uh you know 13 and change yeah and didn't it didn't dip below that I mean, there was definitely an element of the team. The team definitely looked like they felt like they really didn't have a chance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There haven't been very many times this year where the team has looked like that. Yeah. Once they went on that early uh, scoring drought, like nearly, it was what, like eight minutes where they, to get from 15 to 17 or seven minutes. Right. And and so that I think that was really kind of a spirit breaker. You're up 15, eight, you're feeling good. And then you just don't score for seven minutes. And it yeah, wasn't and even so much that they didn't score. It was the way they weren't scoring. Yeah. Like they just, everything they were trying just didn't have a chance. Right. You know, it's not like you're just missing open shots. You're missing open shots. You're missing open shots. But they were just like, I mean, they weren't even getting open shots. They, they couldn't find any, they couldn't find any open shots. Like, like it was, yeah, it, it was, it, it reminded me of when, um, you know, Bennett ball was at its finest with us where you, you we would see this on the other side. Right. Like you'd watch the other team and there would just come a point where they just realized like, fuck, we can't do anything. You know, like we, there is nothing. And they just get exhausted from trying. And then, then that's when, you know, you break their spirit and then, 
you know, you really kind of pull away from them. I, I felt like that happened to us a little bit uh, in that game where they just kind of went, you know, nothing, nothing's working. And they were trying. They were really trying. And just nothing was happening. And, and eventually, you know, you, you know, they're human. Uh, you know, you just get to a point where you're just like, whatever. I can't do anything. Right. And so I just said we wouldn't talk about it very much, but then there we, we go. We talked uh, about it. Uh, um, yeah. So next game, it's worth talking about in the context of Washington because Washington poses a lot of the same issues on their yeah on the defensive end. Yeah, for sure. Defensive end. Uh, Washington's been pretty bad offensively recently. Um, they lost some guys, and they just don't. They haven't been as good. Um, but uh, um, we we know that. Um, but yeah, so um, guys like Isaiah Stewart, Jaden McDaniels, really good athletic dudes on that defense, um, and that's uh, you know put you know Hamir Wright and uh, uh, Jamal Bay. That's just like length and athleticism and uh, big guys in that playing that zone. Um, so really, uh, I. WCU hasn't played many zones this year, from what I recall. Um, so I, I imagine there's going to be some adjustment. Um, they do have a, a you know a nice eight days uh, gap between their last game, um, but uh, but yeah, it's 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 tough. You know, it's it's the athleticism again, and really, given that the 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 way UW plays their zone, it it really makes it difficult to drive or um, create in any way. Um, and they actually uh, defend the three-point line and don't give up as many threes as you would expect from a zone. Um, so it's 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 not a you know uh, like the old uh, Gonzaga zone where they would just let teams bomb away from three and sometimes will get beat up because of that. Uh, this is a it's a much more active zone and, and it's uh, they are seventh in the country in two-point percentage allowed. And uh, third in blocked shot percentage. So uh, they're getting their hands on things. They're making it tough to score. And we obviously are a team that gets our shots blocked a lot and really struggle to score inside the two point, inside the three-point line. So um, it, it, offensively, this doesn't feel like it's going to be a great game for the Cougs. Unless no. they just feel like bombing away from three because it's a big game. And, you know. And I will say, um, I will say, like, UW – is two and eight in conference, which is great. Um, but, uh, that really kind of is an indicative of, uh, their talent level. I think, uh, even with the injuries, uh, if you look at some of these losses, the OT lost to Oregon, OT lost to Cal, um, you know, one point loss to Utah. Yeah. Close, close losses to UCLA, Stanford, um, Arizona and Arizona state. Um, really the only game they've been blown out in was Colorado. Um, the other, you know, and then there are two. And even that was only 14 points. Like that wasn't a total. And they, and they, uh, they, they spanked USC, um, really gave them trouble, um, and beat Oregon state. So, but it's obviously they haven't won, um, away from home outside of beating or haven't won a true road game outside of beating Hawaii. So, you know, maybe they just suck on the road, and we play better at home. But um, yeah, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be. I don't, I don't think it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be really a, tough. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough offensively for sure. Um, but 
Yeah, and I, and I think um, defensive, like when on defensively, not as like not not quite as tough, uh, but they still just that athleticism could cause trouble. Isaiah Stewart definitely will um, cause trouble. Yeah, he's a load. He's going to be tough for Pollard and company to to guard. Um, yeah, he's he's a real good player, and and uh, Jaden McDaniel's is pretty inconsistent, but he's been he yeah he barely starts. played against Arizona State. Which yeah. was weird. Yeah, he's but he has these spurts where he looks like the five star recruit that he is. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, that uh, they, they have some tough. They have a ton of athleticism, a lot like Arizona. Um, they're not as good as Arizona, obviously. Um, what they don't have though is a point guard. No, they do not, and that has killed their offense. Like that's their biggest issue. So you know, Quade Green ends up uh, academically ineligible. And they, they literally I – don't, I don't know how you go into a season with one person who can play point guard. That seems a little uh, – seems like a bad strategy to have, you know, really one person who can run the offense. But that is what uh, that is what Hopkins elected to do. And so when he got academically ineligible, now they're, they're trying to, like, piece it together with a bunch of combo guys. And uh, Marcus Sahonis is actually playing okay in that role a little bit, but – but they definitely don't have a point guard. Um, and so if there's anything that makes me feel really good about this game, it's that, you know, Kyle Smith will have had an entire week to prepare for this, um, an entire week to put together a game plan um, designed around, you know, an offense that you know, there's only so much we're going to be able to do offensively. Like, like that's going to, that's going to largely come down to, you know, do we hit some shots? Probably not going to get to the rim a whole lot. Probably going to get some shots blocked. Like, like that's, that's probably going to happen. Um, I don't know if there's a whole lot of game planning there. Uh, but on the other end, defensively, you know, we've, we've seen, we just talked about it, right? That, you know, they can put together a good, uh, good defensive game plan to, to try and take away what, um, what the other team's trying to do. Um, you know, they'll put something together to, to deal with Isaiah Stewart. And, you know, without a, without a point guard, you know, I, I do, I do wonder if, uh, if Washington's going to have a lot of answers for, um, whatever we're going to try to do. I mean, I joked on Twitter last weekend that, you know, this game's going to be a race to 50. Um, and it might be, <laughs> we'll see. Might yeah. be. And you, you is not, you know, they, 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 they had some bad turnover games with when, uh, when Aquade was playing, but, uh, since he has been out, they have had some real bad turnover numbers against yep. Stanford, I guess against teams that can force them, Stanford, Utah, Colorado. And that would Arizona. be huge to get some easy buckets without, you know, trying to penetrate that zone. Yep. Arizona, yeah, Arizona state made a lot of hay that way. So I think I'm hoping that maybe, uh, well, I, one thing that you could do and that you can always do against UW is crash the glass. Yeah. Um, they're just, they're just inherently a bad, uh, defensive rebounding team because of, um, because they play because zone, of the zone all the time. Um, it's just going to be interesting if, uh, if Smith has went away from that, as we've talked about in, in pac 12 play, um, he's went away from crashing the glass. I think just cause they're, they're, they're just low on guys can't risk the fouls. And they've really just been like, Hey, we got to get back on defense. We got to play defense. Um, yeah, so he, so it'll be interesting if he maybe goes back to because they were doing that early in the season. They were crashing the glass more. Uh, they've definitely been opportunistic about it. Um, there's definitely an opportunity here. Uh, yep. UW is one of the worst defensive rebounding teams in the country because they play zone. Um, you can definitely get some second chances. Um, it's also 
you know, do you feel like you can finish on that second chance? But obviously I think WSU would be looking more for a kick out three yep. type opportunity because yep, for sure. uh, um, I think, uh, uh, you know, Stewart and, and crew will just swat them out to oblivion. Um, if they try to go right back up with it. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, you know, I don't, I feel better about this game than I did, you know, a month ago or, you know, however, however long before, yeah. uh, uh, quite green went down and I just, uh, it, it, they could just because they just don't play offense well anymore. Yeah. Um, they, they, they're, you know, just a little bit better than WSU impact 12 play yeah. at, at offense, which is wild. Uh, yeah. And, um, with so all those four star and five star recruits they've got and they're, they've given it away at the highest rate in uh impact 12 play. Yep. Uh, so that's, um, it, interesting enough. They've also shot the most, uh, highest percentage of threes. Um, WC is pretty good at shutting that down. So if that's a big part of their offense, WSU could, um, potentially theoretically, uh, limit them in that way. Although I think they'll probably feed inside just because of the, uh, the matchups. I, I think they'll go inside more than they do. Uh, more than they have in impact 12 play. Um, that's assuming Hopkins knows what he's doing. I, I, I think he might, I don't know, but, uh, it is pretty uh, wild I, though. They're ninth in two point percentage in yeah, pack 12 play. It's, like it's, really, that's so bad. I mean, that's really surprising. I mean, that's, that uh, comes down like, uh, when you've got Isaiah Stewart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. I think, yeah, that's, you know, some of the other guys just aren't good finishers. No. Daniels and yeah, I mean, he's, he's so skinny. Yeah, um, he's six nine two hundred. Like, he, yeah, that's wild. Like, so he's he when he gets inside, he's getting pushed around, and and he doesn't like he's not a big time. Like, he doesn't go inside too much. So he's shooting a lot of uh, jumpers. Yep. And uh, so that that kills their two point percentage quite a bit. And yeah, it's um, yeah, it's wild that you know. Well, obviously Stewart's been good in, in, inside, but uh, they really don't have another one. But but against WSU again. Uh, some of those guys, you know, like Stone Gettings, Arizona, Arizona, that they, they, they may be just because they're bigger and they might find an easier way. Um, definitely not. Um, or I, I say, I will say, uh, Isaiah Stewart, um, he, his two point percentage has dipped quite a bit in, uh, in Pac 12 play. So maybe Quad A Green not being there to help set him up has, has had a big impact because he's dipped down to 50%. Um, 50, he's only shooting 50% from the field in Pac-12 play. Um, and he, uh, shoots a lot of layups. So yeah. Not, and dunks. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, um, he was, he's at 58% overall for the season and only 50% in, in league play. So, um, yeah. So again, uh, there's definitely a better opportunity for yep. WSU in this yep. than there probably was a couple months ago. And, and yeah, I think, you know, given that it's, they have the home court, um, I don't really like that Sunday three o'clock. I, you know, I wish it was on a Saturday game. Yeah. Um, just probably get a little better crowd, at least people traveling and stuff, but hopefully the students come. I think the students will come out cause it is UW. Um, usually even in the worst, worst years, people come out to watch UW. I, I think maybe with the exception being the last couple of years of Ernie Ken, I think students had totally checked out, but um yeah i'm hoping they have a decent crowd uh most of the most of the lower bowl tickets are sold so that's great um, hopefully hopefully uh they'll 
at least have have a you know feel because obviously that helped them out you know against Oregon State and, and other teams so obviously they are um, I don't know what putting George Ravelin's names in the rafters or, or retiring is no I don't know what they're doing with George Ravelin but they're honoring yeah. him yeah I think I think they're gonna put his name in the rafters I think yeah. I think I don't know it's some sort of honor yeah. well deserved it's yeah. great. Yeah, that's cool. Like I, yeah, I wish I could make it, but I, I don't really want to do that Sunday night coming back. Um, and I really would only be able to go over on Sunday morning. So, so I, I already uh, put my tickets on StubHub and sold them actually. So there you <laughs> so, go. So there is some demand for this game. I was definitely sold them for more than I've sold them for the other games. So, nice. so hopefully, you know, people will go. Yeah. Nice. That's yeah. good. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Um, it's kind of weird to only have one game to talk about. Uh, it's kind of weird to go that, that long of a stretch without playing UW to start a Pac-12 season. Yeah, normally um, we seem to play them really early. Yeah, yeah, often the first right off the bat, like in Seattle. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's uh, – because, you know, it's funny, like we're playing Arizona State and Arizona, they've already played each other twice, and so they had two less – Pac-12 games. Yeah, Stanford and Cal did that too. It's yeah. very weird. Yeah, so that that's kind of how they, uh, I guess they decided to space out because, uh, yeah, because we usually, you, you know, in the past you'd play one rivalry game in the front half and one in the second half. Maybe it's because the more teams, uh, they've just found it to do it this way. But yeah, obviously we have um, UW twice in the last uh, eight eight games of the conference season well, twice within six games. So, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So we got, we got you dub and we're going on the road. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, so, um, I'm just glad they got that Arizona win. Honestly, keep, keeps you afloat a bit. Yeah. Um, and honestly, if they, if they could get, if they could get a, a win, I think a win would be huge against UW because they only have two home games left. Yep. Um, and uh, if I, I think they're both winnable, uh, Cal being the more winnable one, but uh, uh, the road games are looking pretty tough down the stretch. So uh, getting this one would be huge. Yeah. Um, just to kind of uh, pad that record and and yeah, and fan excitement. Record. You know, I mean, there's yeah. there's going to be people there and. Um, people pay obviously, more attention. yeah, obviously yeah. things don't totally carry over because we, the crowds last weekend were not spectacular. On yeah, the heels I was at of the Arizona Day. game. Yeah, I was at the Arizona game, and I, the student there wasn't really that many students there, yeah. honestly, and it was it was kind of interesting. I so I it's going Arizona, to take some time. I guess Arizona has lost some of the poll it used to have. That was like an automatic. Oh, you got to go to the Arizona game. It's Arizona. Well, but they haven't I guess been very good for a few years. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so that that was a the crowd was it wasn't terrible, um, but it wasn't wasn't great, um, and I, I think the, you know the the flow of the game kind of killed some of the enthusiasm. It was big at the start, but then you know once they went on that run and yeah, it was it was done. Uh, I had we had a group there and and people took shifts. Uh, we had some kids, and so we watched the kids and people take shifts just drinking beers. Um, I watched the whole game, but um, so I was often the babysitter, um, so everyone else could go drink it in the <laughs> in the uh, the drinking. And area. and what were the reviews of the beer garden? Uh, I, well, I've been there a couple times now, and, and it's uh, it's pretty, it's fine. I mean, it kind of sucks that you can't see the game at all, 
Um, but, uh, but I think people like to be able to have some beers and you can see the games on the TV. I was going to say, do they yeah. at least have monitors there for you where you can, they do have the monitors. Uh, when the women's game I went to where they had it, the women's game was not on TV, I think. And so it wasn't on the monitors, <laughs> but, uh, Whoops. but the, uh, but the, the men's game, um, was on the monitor so they could follow it. I don't think many of my friends were following it. Um, I think. They were just in Pullman to have a good time. But we had a good time. One of our friend's birthdays, it was, she had never been, she went to uh, uh, Seattle Pacific and, and she had never been to Pullman. Uh, but she's been indoctrinated in the Cougs just because she has so many Coug friends now. Hell yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so She realized what she missed. Yeah. And the first time for her, then her, her uh, husband is, uh, went to Central and he's like, just it, it took him like moments. He's like, this is completely different. He's he's like, this is wild. Like we we well, we just went to the we went we went to the Coug and we had a nice session in the Coug before the game. Uh huh. And uh, you know, we were just pictures after pictures. And it's funny they they live in West Seattle. And when when they were you know getting the tabs, they were like, this is so cheap. I'm like, yeah, that's a great great thing about coming to Pullman too. It's like it's pretty cheap to drink. Yep. Um. But yeah, we had nice. I stayed at the Residence Inn for the first time. Ooh, uh, that was pretty nice. Fancy. Uh, we just, we just, uh, we 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 bummed in. Uh, our friends had an extra bed, and they're like, "Oh, come come stay with us." And we're like, "Sure." Um, As if so, you'd yeah, ever was, turn that down. Yeah, and so it was. Uh, yeah, that was nice uh, to stay in a hotel that doesn't have a smell. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you besmirch the name of Nindels? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, that's a pretty pretty nice uh, hotel there. There, uh, a residence in. Um, obviously, it's where uh, um, it seems the U- Idaho athletics also like when visiting teams come in, they uh-huh. stay there as well. Okay, because um, the Northern Arizona basketball women's basketball team was there, um, so they obviously put put them up in Pullman, and then because that's I, I guess those two hotels are probably the nicest in the area yeah. at this point. Yeah, um, new, newest for sure, nicest and newest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was nice to stay there. Um, uh, you know, we got to use a pool and and all sorts of fun stuff Ooh. like that. And I bet B um, was having a grand time. Yeah, it's funny. We were we were every plan to take uh, the friends out. You know, to to uh, like Valhalla and stuff, and 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 to Mike's to dance in the cage. But then everyone was just drinking a little too much, and we're all a little too old. And <laughs> like, like, eh, like we don't need to go anywhere. <laughs> Everybody's like, we can do this. And then it was like 11 o'clock and everybody went, uh, never mind. <laughs> I will say we got some great butch time with the kids. Uh, and we got a great picture of the group, which I put on my Twitter. Yeah, I saw some of that. Um, but so what happened is uh, my friend Marnie just, um, you know, she was feeling good. And she walks down. We were in that section in the corner, uh, section 28. And. It, it's funny. I still, I, I, I don't think I'm going to go to a game for the rest of the year. So I don't think I, I didn't sit in my season tickets the whole year. Um, so, cause I, I, our friends had some extra tickets and so I just sat with them. So it didn't matter. Um, so we, but she goes down to the section, Butch is like dancing with the, you know, the cheerleaders and stuff. And she just screams, I'm Hey Butch. And then she like makes like a baby cradling, like motion and then points and does it again and points and butch looks at her and does the baby cradle and he comes straight up to our section and uh gets all pictures and you know gives b a hug oh, and b was fantastic. just 
B was just hell yeah. Butch Butch comes up to her and she just freezes like she doesn't know what to do. She's, she's, like, oh she's in the God. presence of a celebrity, man. I know, like she knows who Butch is. Yeah, like, uh, for sure. And, Butch on TV. Uh, Butch on you know back home. Butch at football, well, football games. games. Like yeah, she she know and she has. She has two different, you know, like cougar stuffed animals that we call Butch. They're both Butch, and and she there's little Butch and big Butch, and uh, or well, you know, for her, if something's little, it's baby, baby Butch and big Butch. Um, but so she was so excited. It was you know a fun moment as a parent, you know, just to see her get all excited. And you're also excited because you get to take a picture with Butch, and sometimes that's hard to get. But basketball games is a little easier. And it was pretty cool how my friend just flagged him down and he totally came up. He might That's have been awesome. bored. I don't know. Well, yeah, maybe. We, got, we, we got some good pictures. And we'll just assume he yes. saw your daughter and thought she was and, so cute. Yeah. And despite the, the loss, uh, it was a, you know, another fun, fun weekend in Pullman. Yeah. Uh, well, it's oh, always got, good when you know, like you're already expecting the loss, yeah. you know, like, well, that's what I said. My friends, I was just like, tell, cause you know, obviously, you're like, we're going to get killed. I'm sorry. So uh, that allows you to when, enjoy it. When you're dealing with people like me or you, your friends are like, oh, is this going to ruin the night? Like, is, is he going to be grouchy? Right, right, right. Night? No. I mean, these are some some of these people I've been friends with since I was at WSU, and they've definitely seen that, like, <laughs> me just be an absolute <laughs> I know. grumpy motherfucker. You and I can like, be such assholes when our team is uh, lost. Yeah, We're, we yeah, can be terrible. So, but I was just, after the game, like, don't worry, guys. This is pretty much exactly what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. Like, I'm just happy we got to be at the game. I love that. Love being in Pullman. Yeah. We're doing yeah. great. But, yeah, so it was great. Oh, B got to go to um, Cougar Country for the first time. It's been her fourth time in Pullman, but we've just not been able to make it the first three times. So um, she was over the moon about French fries and uh, ice cream. Um, did Barely touched her chicken strips, but, uh, um, you know, she had that French fries and ice cream uh lunch which is always a a good one always a winner yeah i couldn't get her to try the fry sauce though she was oh. giving the side eye to that i was like oh. it's ketchup and she's like that's not ketchup like, <laughs> she's like ketchup is red dad yeah she's like that's not look ketchup. Like ketchup what are you talking about you can't fool me silly like, daddy more fry sauce for me yeah okay but yeah, it was a good good trip to Pullman. That was that was, that was fun. Every trip to Pullman's um, a good trip to Pullman. Yeah, it was it was real nice just to get a you know, uh, get get one of the get another one of those in in the winter. Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, I thought we were going to be out of town maybe for the weekend of the spring game, but now we know the spring game thanks yeah. to Pac-12 Network. April twenty fifth. It's going to be April twenty fifth, and yeah, I definitely can go. Hell um, yeah, we're going. I already I already booked that quality in room. Oh, look at um, you! You know, uh, and yeah, so I'm excited for that. That's another another trip to Pullman to look forward to, um, and uh, another podcast what? versus everyone live show. I'm this sure. time we'll have our. This time you'll remember the mixing. Yeah, board I'll remember the mixing we'll, board this time. So you, we can hear. And all we'll have four mics. microphones. Yeah, because we have more microphones be, now. Man, it's just going to be it's one hell of an operation. Yeah. yeah. Be our first look at the running. Ah, we'll have more time to talk about this, but. Well, I'm yeah. excited about it. It's going to be right. fun. Gonna be yeah, super this fun. weekend. I hope some of y'all are going out to watch the Cougs play Washington. Yeah, I wish I was. That'd be fun. Yeah, I wish I was. I definitely considered uh, doing it out and back on Sunday with B, but I think yeah. Amanda would be like, why are you doing that? <laughs> I'm going to sit in my basement and have B. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna 
just gonna watch it on the old television. Yeah, I need yeah. a weekend where I just don't do anything. Yeah, that 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 was part of it too. I'm like, I don't want to go somewhere again. <laughs> like it's my, second week. My last row. month has been every waking moment grading essays, and finally submitted my grades earlier this week for first semester. So. I'm like, yeah, now's a good time to not do anything and get behind on grading again. But <laughs> I'll be nice and rested when I'm behind on grading again this time. So at least, at least you know yourself at this point. I you're do. like, you, you don't go, oh, no. I'm going to stay up with grading Yo, this I spent, semester. You listen, know that you're not I spent so many years trying to tell myself that. <laughs> I'm like, I've been teaching for 15 years now, man. I know how it goes. Like, there's no. You're not going to change. There are no more illusions. I, I went through so many years being like, this is the year I'm going to be more on top of my grading. Well, when you've gotten away with it for so long, that, like, why uh, would you change? There's like, some truth, if, there's if, some truth if, to that, too. If, if, there's if, if, a like, reason why I don't teach AP. Those those kids and those parents would murder me for oh, how long yeah. it takes me to grade stuff. So, yeah. I, so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy my... Uh, I'm gonna enjoy my peaceful weekend, and I was looking at my calendar. This this week has been super busy too, and I was looking at my calendar, and I'm like, man, we don't have shit going on on Saturday or Sunday. This is fantastic. So, I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. to do nothing. Yeah, I have nothing. Yeah, um, Amanda was Amanda has to work this weekend. She's like, know. what are you doing? What are you gonna do with B? And I'm like, I don't know, nothing. We did think about. I don't know. Maybe we might do this. We were talking about maybe driving up to Mount Rainier and going sledding going uh that in, going inner tubing so that sounds fun i don't know maybe you should come bring b nah <laughs> I, uh, no i don't want to drive and <laughs> i don't want to be cold all right yeah fair enough yeah i'm just gonna probably have some beers uh gonna eat some bad food because that's what we do on the weekends eat eat very little during the week and then because i have learned with the dieting uh there's a, a theory around having uh you know peak days like where you eat more on the weekends so that your body doesn't get used to eating such a tiny amount of calories and then you stop losing weight right um and actually that's worked out you know i think that's the kind of genesis of the cheat day um and i i think that's worked out pretty well there you go uh, I don't find myself hit. Well, I've had to redo redoing the diet after gaining so much weight over the holidays. So yeah, that's that's how it goes for most everyone. That's okay. I'm uh, I'm enjoying. I'm running, training for a half marathon, doing all that fun stuff. Yeah. It's but the, the hard thing for our Western and Washington listeners will um, appreciate this is if you want to go run outside. Oh my god! Is finding a a time. Yeah. Where you're not going to get dumped on. That's why I haven't. That's 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 why I'm like ridiculously out of shape right now because I'm like I re, I refuse to make myself miserable while I go for a run. Like I just yeah. won't, like I just won't do it. Like I'll just I'll look outside. I'll be like I I can't. Now we've had his rain oh, for three months. So so we have the gym membership. So I just uh, I roll with the the treadmill when I can. But there's only so long you can do on a treadmill. Uh, like that sucks too. Like it's horrible. Like I'll go to the Y and I'll run in their indoor track, but it's like boring as hell. Like, you know, I can only do that so much before I'm like, eh, forget it. I'm very good at small goals on the treadmill. That is good. Like, just do two minutes, two more minutes, and then oh yeah, you can do two more. You can do two more. You do two more. Um, I trick myself into um, 
running for longer because if you're just like oh god i gotta run on this treadmill for 45 minutes you're just gonna be like fuck no i'm not gonna sit in that same place for 45 minutes of course you do that all the time staring at your phone but whatever um phone's engaging it can be they, they got those little tvs i've been watching a lot of college basketball on the treadmill it's that's nice. good um but yeah i suck at all right that. man all right well rate us review us Episode 69 in the books. (laughs) Nice. One might say we, if you listen now, you took episode 69 to completion. (laughs) Way to lean in on that one. Oh, dear. Explicit. Explicit. Explicit, explicit motherfucking podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, rate us, rate us five stars. Follow especially. us on Twitter. Send us an email. Ask us oh, a question. You, we if, might actually answer it if we remember. If you want to send us an email, it's podcast versus. When was the last the, time you checked the email? Oh, I, ch- I have it. It feeds in. Oh, okay. Phone. All right. Okay. Yeah, okay. So okay. I, All right. So I was just thinking, get, like maybe there's like ten emails in there with questions from the last like three months that well now I'm gonna check because <laughs> I it's supposed to just feed into my other inbox. I'm sure it is. I'm sure no, it's yeah. fine. No one sent an email. All there. right. Well send us an email. We're lonely. The only emails I get is when you log into the podcast versus everyone Twitter from a different place and it goes <laughs> We noticed a login to We noticed account. a is login. You? you got like eighteen notices for logins. Yeah, I get like one of those a day, I think. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh but yeah, please uh send us an email. Um I actually engage quite a bit with the people that send us emails, so um yeah, and leave us a review. Um do all that fun stuff. Yeah. If we get more reviews so we can start reading them on on the podcast, leave something funny, be clever. Um whatever. Uh and rate us five stars. Yeah, please. Please do. And listen again next week. That's right. Go Cougs, Craig. Go Cougs.